we're up to we're up to where it says zuchus hamoicher limkar chafetz leechad. Okay, it's a short, it's a short, it's a short piece. A little, a little confusing what 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 the case is, but let's see what it says. Okay, this again, this on the first page where it says daf beis amidal of perik rishayim. So the case over here is the zuchus of the moicher to sell chafetz to. You have a, you, the seller has a right to decide to whom he wants to sell an object to. What's the shaila? B'shut mutzal me'esh kasev l'adam b'schusa shel adam sheyesh le'bechanusa chafetz echad. A person has in his store an object. You have a store and you're selling, you're selling objects. You're selling, you're selling merchandise. Ushnaim roitzim liknes chafetz zeh. And two people walk into the store at the same time, or we'll see in a moment, and they both want to purchase the item. So the question over here is, does, a, does the, the seller have a right to tell one of the buyers, you know what, I don't want to sell it to you. you you're the owner of the store, and, uh, I, and two people are asking, you have to make a decision. Maybe in such a situation where two people walk in at the same time and they make a decision, there should be a girl. Think about it, you have only one air conditioner left. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a summer, hot summer, and there's only, only one air conditioner. And two people walk into the store, and they want to buy the air conditioner. So maybe the halacha should be that the seller is not the one who has a right to make the decision. Let them make a girl. <coughs> or let, let's say, whatever you want to say, call the olam gvar, but do not let the seller, he doesn't have the right to decide who he sells. Or, let, or the highest bidder. Okay, so let's say there are price controls. <laughs> Whatever the situation is, so what? So what is? So do we say that the seller indeed has the right to make a decision? Oishema? Do we say? You'll have to find some other solution, but the seller has to remove himself from making this decision. This is the, the dilemma. The chosav, the answer is this is a dvarm pshutim admaod, the chosav. It's a given that the seller, he has the right to decide to whom he wants to sell his merchandise. Simple. That's business. In business, you are in control. The only difference in uh, real estate. What, what, what do you mean? There is deal the bar mitzvah. But let's say, but other than that, if two people come equal, the rule is there's a goyrul. You, you, they don't make a goyrul. I'm sorry. The seller has the right to decide to whom he wants to sell. Next, b'shut mishnah halachas. Kasev lechich from Mishnah halachas is Rav Nasha Klein. Kasev lechich l'savik zemi mash amu b'sugin shamishnah. And he says this pashit. Of course it's Pashtun. It's the first Taisvis in the Masechta. What's the case of the, the first case in the Masechta? Shnayim Eichaz and Metalis Shali Ve'zeimekula Shali What's the problem? Let's ask the seller. To whom did you sell it to? Two people are fighting over the object. Let's ask the seller who did you want to sell it to? So Mimashu Amar B'Sugin Shah Mishnah Shal Shnei Machs Metalis Midaberis Ba'Ifen Shneim Ratzul Liknesas Metalis Shneim Shulmu Al Vura L'Moicher, and they both gave the money. The money already was delivered. Ach Echad Shulmu Al Pi Ratzul L'Moicher V'Asheni Nosan Lo Yasa Tashlum Bal Karchay Bal Karchay. The money was given to the seller. The, the seller has in his possession double what it cost. One person gave it willingly, and the other person put the money there against the will of the seller. Since they both paid, 
Now, I'm, I'm a little bit confused what he means over here. But let's read further. Let's read another further. So I told him he was confused with the case. But Lashon Rashi with his system of Vush has chus lahachlid lemitz tulumkar sachepitz tuluya biyana meicher shekasav Rashi sheyesh lema sheshneim kanuim kanua ulishneim nisratza hameicher. Rashi and Taisvis, like they leave out the last paragraph, a little bit confused what he means over there, but basically over here, the case over here is that the reason why we can't ask the seller is because the seller says, as far as I'm concerned, I'm willing to sell to both of them. The old Kasaf, Nisha, but in, in a situation where the seller were to say that I sold it to Ruvain and not the Shimon case is closed. The old Kasaf, Nisha, Esamoycher, Mimiki, Demeha, he has he can he make he can make the decision. I don't understand the dagzil, but the point here is that the case of the mission is problematic. But if and, and Rashi and Tais are coming to, ex, to bring out this point that where you don't have these problems where the money already has been paid, it's already a matter of the past, the seller has the right to decide to whom he wants to sell. It's a painful decision for one of them, but that's the way the halacha works. No, no, it's not a mitzia. It's a... Different case. The difference, it's one scenario. I mean, it could be other... No I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right, but the, the, the Rashi and Tais. Okay, I don't know the details, but all I'll take out is that from Rashi and Tais, it's clear that that if that if the seller decides he wants to sell to one person, then this whole Shiloh does not even begin. We're only going in a case where the money the seller wanted to sell it to both. He made a mistake and he received the money from both. And now the question is, which one? Which one is was the one that really got it? even though we know the reason, we may be aware of the reason, but the reason is not what decides the halacha. The halacha applies even when you have an exception to the rule and the reason would not apply. What is very unique here in this Gemara is about the case of making a shavuah. When a moideh benixas, and here he explains in, de- in detail, the we find reasons for mitzvahs. The mishnah, the, 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 Chazal, all over the place, have given us different reasons for mitzvahs, which and the Torah does not tell us the reason. Or we, we expand further upon the mitzvahs, which the Torah does give a reason. In order to make distinctions. Or we want just to have insight. That, that always darsh is the reason of the Pasik, the Shladash Shab Yehuda ain't Darshim Tama Dikra, and Rabbi Yehuda he is not Darish Tama Dikra. Now over Sugin Biaru, the Gemara explains Classic case. Person makes a claim. You owe me a thousand dollars. Shimon says, Sorry, I don't owe you a thousand dollars, I only owe you five hundred dollars. This is called Moide Bimixas. What is the halacha? The halacha is, he has to swear. You have to, by saying, I only owe half of the money, you automatically have to swear. The second half. The second half. You have to swear on the second half. Now, what would happen if Shimon were to say, I owe you nothing? I owe you nothing? Shimon is exempt. 
he does not have to swear. So the question is, how could it be that when a person here admits to half, he puts himself in a worse situation than if he were to be kaifer hakal? Why can't Shimon make the following argument? Believe me that I only owe you half and exempt me from a shvua, because if I wanted to lie, I could say I owe you nothing, and then I don't have to pay you anything, and I don't have to make a shvua at all. So why now when I admit that I owe you half of the money, am I worse off by being required to make a shvua for the other half? If I would deny the entire amount, I would not have to make a shvua at all. So the Gemara says, the Gemara, now this is what is very fascinating, the Gemara is Doresh Taima Dekra. We go into the logic. What's the logic? The logic is that the MS, a person wants to admit. Really a person is a good person. If you owe money, you want to admit. But you don't have the money to pay. So you want to deny everything. But a person is not such, a, uh, not such an evil person, an evil person to be chutzpah to deny the entire payment. So what happens then? So a person makes compromises in his mind. I'll admit to half, that will satisfy him, and the other half I will deny. In order that a person should not fall into this hole where he's made mix us, the Torah puts upon him the obligation to swear. So the only way we can make sense of why it's worse to be made to mix us than to be clear for our call is only when we analyze the time, the logic. We have to delve into the logic, in the psychology of what goes through a person's mind. And when we go through the psychology, then the halacha makes sense. But if you don't use psychology, you're not going to use psychology, the tam, then the halacha does not make sense. So this seems to violate the rule that we have that generally ain darshim time of the Logic does not have any influence over halacha. Let's see. So the sugi bivur mibnei ma'ar mutar mixamadim mixas atayni yishava. Where we shine with vua shakushi ain the levar is tam halacha shemadim mixas yishava. That's not, the word is not coming to explain why you swear. The question is, why doesn't he have a migu? When the Gemara asks this question, the Gemara is coming to address the issue, why don't we apply the principle of migu? Believe me, that I only owe you half, and I do not owe you the other half, and I do not need to make a shoot, because I want to lie, I could have denied the entire thing. Even though generally we ignore logic, logic is not taken into consideration because once you start darshing time of the Kra, you'll become like Shloim HaMelech. What does Shloim HaMelech do? The Torah says you now let have more than 18 wives. Why? The Torah gave a reason. Because if you have more than 18 wives, they're going to sway your heart. They're going to influence you, make you do things that you would not otherwise do. So what did Shlomo HaMelech say? I am the greatest of all men, and by me, this reason does not apply. So therefore, I'm an exception, and therefore, I can break the rule, I can have more than 18 wives. So once you begin to dash and time with the crow, you begin to make exceptions, and that was the beginning of his downfall. So therefore, whenever you have halacha, you're not allowed to be darish time with the crow. So what is going on here when it comes to Moide B'Mixas? Moide B'Mixas, the Gemara's question is, you should be part of Midin and Migu. And the Gemara comes on and says, the reason why you're not part of Midin and Migu is because we're dashing time with the crow, we're entering into the logic, the psychology, what goes, in, when go on, goes on in the person's mind. The ain l'meidin l'chalik bedin l'fitam, 
Unbelievable chiddush here. That this is the one exception to the concept of ain darshim time of the Unbelievable, this is the exception when it comes to the halacha of the Torah. It says, Moida b'miksas yeshava. It's a davar tamuah, what the Torah says yeshava, in light of the fact that you have a migu. And the only way we can make sense of this migu is when we're coming on to time, time of the Kra. Oh, but we never come on to time of the Kra. We keep drush and halacha 100% separate. This is the one notable exception. Everyone dies in time of the crow when it's not Nogehalachalamaisa. That's that's just going off some of the basics now. This every really we finished really the main thrust of what he wanted to say, the Yisoid, and now he just elaborates. That does not dash in time of the crow. He also throughout Shas gives us various reasons for some of the mitzvahs. Only when you're going to make a halach nafkamina. Uh, but when you want to just go at God and Jewish and Achshav Hashkafa Shein Afkamin Bedin Nidna Torah Lidrash Taima, then you're allowed to dash Taima the Kra. The Af Yeshna Milo Gedayla Bedias Taima Mitzvos. It's a very very good thing to know Taima the Mitzvos. Kimavur Bedbe Rek Anti. Okay, that's the name of an ancient sefer called the Rek Anti. Beakdama Sefer. Sifroi Meosh Arim, Shahidias Taima Mitzvah, Meoreris, Sachetchik Likim, Maisa Mitzvah, it is encouraging. When you know the reason of the Mitzvah, you have a Chiba for the Mitzvah, and you are encouraged to the Mitzvah, and it's it's delicious to his palate when you know the reason for the mitzvah and, and it now becomes in your mind something which is delicious. You will have the desire to do it. It will be the cause of you achieving true shleimus. The Rambam also elaborates upon this concept. He just thinks of the basics. Don't get carried away. If you do not understand the reason, or even if you know what the reason is, and in this situation the reason does not apply, it's irrelevant. Why did the Torah not reveal the reasons? The answer is, there are only two mitzvahs. Don't marry more than 18 wives and don't have too many horses because they'll take you back to Mitzrayim. Shlomo says, that's not going to happen to me. And sure enough, Shlomo HaMelech went back to Egypt. If you're going to only do a mitzvah, you understand the reason, you'll never ever do a mitzvah. And he gives you a beautiful mashal. The year Nimshal Lenar, you'll be compared to a child. That you have a piece of bread, I am not eating, putting this into my mouth until I know exactly where this thing came from and how this came about. So there are 13 
creative acts of labor that go, that are necessary from the time you plant the seed in the ground until you produce a loaf of bread. Thirteen different acts of creative labor. So by the time you teach a person and you demonstrate how these things work, you plant a seed in the ground that has to grow, you have to cut it, you have to, you have to plow, you have to cut, you have to do all the whole entire process of digging into a piece of bread, by that time the bread will be stale. <laughs> And you'll have nothing what to eat. So, in other words, in life, sometimes you have to have faith and just jump in. It's like Shaduchim. <laughs> you have to have faith and just jump in and assume everything will go right until your wife bangs you over the head and then you realize you're in a lot of trouble. Then you jump out. That's the Moshe Lehi as well. When it comes to a mitzvah, don't think too much. Just do the mitzvah. What is proper? When you get a little bit older, you learn retroactively how all these things work. There are some mitzvahs that only, only unique individuals know, but, but everyone else has to do the mitzvah because that's what the Torah told us to do. Okay, next halacha. Very interesting shayla. Next, a very complex, a controversial topic. A woman comes to the Rav and says, Rav, my husband went away on vacation. He was away for a few days. And guess what I did during that time that he was away? I was mezaneh. My shayla to you, the Rav, is, am I mechuyiv to tell my husband? Am I allowed to continue living with my husband? Do you believe or not? Very tough, very, very tough shayla. The rule always, always is, don't ask, don't tell, because once you ask and tell, then you create very complicated situations. Let's see. Bishut Maharil, Kosaf, Shekibel Mikhtav Bi'ilum Shem Meir Acheres. He received a tshuva, an anonymous tshuva from a different city. Uvo misvadel l'fan of Isha. And this letter, a woman, a woman confessed. Shebizman, shebalo, lo hoyizman rabibeso. When her husband went away, zinsa kama pa'amim. And what is her question? Umivakeshes derech teshuva al cheto ha'godol. She wants to know what to do. How do I do tshuva for this avera? Vikevan shu isha loy pitra, pirta b'mikhtava ha'im hi being that in this letter the woman did not specify if she's still married to her husband the only thing that she asked was what should I do to do teshuva there are more fundamental questions are you allowed to continue living with your husband that's a more fundamental question but that was not what she asked in this letter so the Maril asked the person who brought him this letter, the anonymous letter, I want you to make an investigation, who is the one who sent you the letter, and I want you to find out if she is still living with her husband. Yuchtam, her name will be Yuchtam will be, will be, will be uh, dull will be, will be uh, dirtied Be'ene ba'ala v'yilodecha her children and her husband will throw her out of the house v'nafsha b'she'lasohim hi muteres l'ba'ala o'ilo and indeed after the investigation was launched to discover who is the one who wrote the letter her real question is what should she do is she allowed to remain un- in, uh, married to her husband bit shuvasa kasav ha'maril fascinating answer she can remain married. Unbelievable. She comes and she confesses. No one has brought evidence. 
No one here knows if someone comes, someone comes and there's a videotape, there's some type of evidence that a woman who was Mizane, we have evidence, then you got problems. But there is no one here that is presenting evidence. The only one that's confessing is the woman. Therefore, the Maril Paskin, she can remain married to her husband. The Ain Lehamina Shezinsa. We do not believe her. Oh, let's see, but it affects someone else. Not when it affects someone else, because then your husband is not going to be allowed to marry you. So then you don't have the power to do so. But only it's going to affect you. So then yes, but when it's okay, your husband, then you don't have that power. A woman that says to her husband, "I'm not allowed to live with you," in a menace. Why not, Kevin? As long as there is no evidence from the outside, as long as it's my word, Kevin. Since we assume that she wants to marry someone else. That's what she says. Because We suspect that she wants to marry someone else. It's only deceit. Even though she's not coming to ask permission to marry someone else. So in this case, the woman's not coming to ask to get married to someone else. So therefore, he's going back. The reason why the Gemara woman says that she was Mizaneh, we don't believe her, is because we suspect she wants to marry someone else. So we do not believe her as long as there is no evidence. In this case, that's not what the woman is asking. The woman over here is asking, how should she do tshuva? Well, if she's going to use this as a trick, she's surely not going to tell the people that she wants to marry someone else. Right, so that we suspect, but in this case, so maybe it's better in this case because in this case she's she's mom, she wants to do tshuva. So here, there from the story, there are no indications whatsoever that she wants to marry someone else. So maybe therefore it's better. In a normal case, we don't know what's going through her mind. But here, the fact that she says she wants to do tshuva, she appears to be sincere. So in this case, maybe we should say the time of the Gemara doesn't apply because because she wants to tshuva. No. Doesn't matter. The Maril says we still the, the rule is the rule. Exactly what you're saying is, yes, yeah, she's all all again. She says that she wants to do tshuva, and does she doesn't doesn't really want to do tshuva. She really wants to just somehow use as an excuse for its sign. One thing will lead to another. She'll do tshuva, but still will get her husband to divorce her, and then she'll be able to go and marry wherever she wants. So therefore, the bottom line over here is. The bottom line over here is that the, the Maril says if a woman comes forward and says that she was Mizanet, we never believe her. We never believe her as long as there is no evidence that she was Mizanet. You have this child, I heard this child, where a woman under the, mar- under the, the, getting, the child was getting married, and under the chuppah, the mother of the chassan, the mother of the chassan says to, said to Rav Moshe, I, I don't remember the details, so don't quote me on this, I think Rav Moshe says, I want to confess, that this child is a mamzer. This child is a mamzer. Moshe was about to make the baruch, and right before Moshe says, the, the mother of the of Moshe, I have to talk to you for a moment. The child that's getting married is a mamzer. The father is not, he's not the father. I was mezane, I became pregnant with, this, with, with someone else. And, and, and this is a mamzer. So don't you think we should prevent him from marrying this nice space Yaakov girl? Save a mamzer from a base girl? So Moshe says, Baruch atu Hashem lokinim melcholam baruch priyagofen. Baruch atu Hashem lokinim melcholam asher. Kedushanu b'mitzvahs v'osnon asaroyos. He went further. A woman is not believed. If she is... He told her. What? That's the halacha. In other words, even though maybe, the, maybe you'll, do, you'll, do, you'll do a DNA, a DNA test, 
a little paternity test. This is very this is something very hard to grasp. Halacha does not follow reality. That's the mitzvah. That, that, that's already you have some type of proof. Evidence. So first of all, DNA DNA is not perfect evidence, at least not yet. No, it's a probability. But it's a probability. probability. So it's right. So just don't do the DNA test. Don't deny. That way, if you don't do the DNA, so you'll never you'll never create evidence. But if it's, you do the DNA test, then you might have a problem because then you do have evidence. Then you then you might have problem. You're right. That, that's that's be, I, that has to be discussed by big post game. So you do, the ideal thing is don't do it. Don't do it. Just make sure it's never done. If you make sure it's never done, so in halacha it's a very very strange concept. But in halacha, what you don't know is good for you. This woman was really mizana. But there's no evidence. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss in halacha. And this is something which halacha does not follow the world of reality. Halacha, it's rooted in reality. It's rooted in the very, very mukhar. It's rooted. But once the halacha is, exists, it takes on a life of its own. And you can create scenarios where the halacha will follow one set of rules, even though the reality it's not true. So, You know, they, it's in Eretz Yisrael, there's an SMS, you send a Shaila and you get the answer. Yeah. It's not really a lot. So, so once Eretz Yisrael is a child, I know this guy is having a relationship, a married guy is having a relationship with a younger woman, what should I do about it? And the Rebbe asked to tell her, tell him, tell the wife. It's good for all of them, and there's no secrets there. Alright, I don't know what the case is. There's a lot more, there's a lot more going on in that case. Whatever that case means. Alright, let's go further. Now, the Hoysev Shonau. Here he brings, and the reason why this sugi is being brought down on this page is because there's a very interesting Taisvis on this page. The Hoysev Shonau. Here he brings, when a person says, when he comes to do tshuva, he's believed to say he's amazed. So that would throw a monkey wrench in this entire situation. Because here the woman over here is saying, I want to do tshuva. I want to do tshuva. So when you, when you, it says when you want to do tshuva, you automatically, you're going to be believed when you're amazed. So shouldn't that change the entire scenario? The ain kana klal... What? Oh, so that's the answer. That, that, that's exactly what I mean. That's the answer. When a person comes and he does not, does not have so he brings a carbon. If he confesses that he did it amazing, he's believed. Why is he believed? Because he does not want to bring chulin. Because if he really did it, and then you bring the carbon, the carbon is shaloi kalach. It's not a kosher carbon, and you're doing a severe avera are bringing chulin boazara. The imkain, if that's correct, what Tais says, gam kan binam in law, we should believe. Okay, when shiroit so isha lo shabeshuva. Af al pichain, af al pichain, benidim zeh doesn't matter. Even though this would seemingly be a, a monkey wrench in this entire shaila, it doesn't make a difference. Why? Because we don't believe that she wants to tshuva. As a case of a woman who the only time you say uh, when we believe a person when it comes to chulin bazara in such a type of situation, but since over here there are other factors 
in that we are really suspect that she wants to leave her husband for another man. So that is the over, overwhelming consideration. And that overwhelming consideration makes us suspicious that she really wants to do teshuva. So the teshuva is just to make believe. And it's not comparable to the case of Taisvis, where you want to do teshuva is something which is very a real teshuva. Because here there is no suspicion of marrying someone else. It's a question of bringing chulin boazara. Okay, that's a very... Scary shout. Let's go to the net na- 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 further, for not finished yet. Ube should have a sioy, Kosav, be another situation. The Isha Chailanis, Shemis Vadis, with name Moisav, Omer Sterech, Teshuva Shazinsa. Same situation, similar situation, but over here she's sick. She's about to die. Nenes, Vasur, Labalim, Omda Mechum, Mechoylera, Vinisrapa, Laachar, Mikach. However, we have an exception. And what's that exception? When the woman is dying, she's on her deathbed, and she says to the Rav, Rav, I'm about to die, I have to confess that I was unfaithful to my husband. I was Mizane. So normally we just said we don't believe a woman because she wants to divorce him and marry someone else. But she's not going anywhere. She's dying. So here we really believe her. And let's say now miraculously she recovers from her illness and now she wants to go back home and she says to her, listen, the halacha is, you know, you learned Afyomi, I also learned Afyomi, that you don't believe a woman when she says that she was mezane. So no, the Chavis Yoyer says that in this case we believe her because of Taisvis. Taisvis says that when you do teshuva, you're believed. Even to say you're amazed, and don't go tell me the case of being mezana is different. That's only going to be different when we have a possibility. She's a healthy person; she wants to marry someone else. But when you don't have that possibility, you can't take it into consideration because she's on her deathbed. Then she put herself in a situation that's beyond the point of return. We, we indeed we trigger when it says in Titus that she's not going to be believed. Next, another more shilas, another more, two more, two more very interesting Okay, so Taisvis is cases where you believe a person who wants to chew because there is relative to the case of bringing a carbon. There you believe him. That she's looking someone else. So even if she gets better, it doesn't matter. She remains also. Okay, so that is the case. The two different cases. Now another shaila. What about a shaykhit? Very, very interesting shaila about a shaykhit. A shaykhit's on his deathbed, and he tells the rav, "Rav, I gotta confess, I was a fraud. The knife wasn't kosher." The rav walks out of the hospital, out of the hospice. In disbelief, he sends out an email to all this Balabat in the entire community. Kashi You're skipping the, the one paragraph about Nida. Nida? We, we went to. Which one? The last paragraph. I'm going now. Yeah, we're going now. We're going. That's what I was there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bidvar Isha. Oh, I'm sorry. I, right, I was. I'm jumped ahead. I'm sorry. Back. Okay. Kosav Bidvar Isha. Shazadish Shachila Labala Bisur Nida Beatz Lusa Militvol. She was lazy. She did not go to mikvah. 
If a woman was not needed, that does not make her as labala. In the future, she has to be careful. She's not going to cause her husband to be nixed anymore. When it comes to chametz chametz, that if you do a bedik on Pesach, there's no concern you're going to come to eat it because if you're searching if you to destroy it, you're not going to eat it. Likewise, when a woman over here is doing teshuva, obviously she's never going to do this avera again. Okay, next Shiloh. Beshut Shiva Siyon. Nishal Bedvar Shoichet Echad Shenafal Lemishkaf. A Shoichet was deathly ill. The Chasher Hichbid Cholyoy Olav Sholach Lukroy Es Horav. He sent to speak to the Rav. The Chasher Bo Horav Elav Omar Shoroitzel Lisfadis Al Chatov. He wants to confess. The Ish Lohoy Imohim Bechayder. There was no one in the room. There was no one in the room. It was it was just a private conversation. The Omar Hashoichet. The Shoichet said, "Derech Vidush Shabinu Urov Nichshal Bebias Aramis." He says he did all these averos with Goyim. The Ato Nichshal Bestias Tamyenam. He was Nichshal Tamyenam. Ule Erech Chomesh Pamim Samach Lecholyoi Motza Sakinei Pogmacher Hashkita Vehichshar Habehema. The knife wasn't kosher. He was a shoichet. The knife wasn't kosher, and he sold the meat as being kosher. Lamai nafkemina. Everyone in the community now has to kasher their pots, because the meat was treif. If the meat was treif, everything is treif. All the pots need to be kashered. If he's in his right mind, he saw that the person is deathly ill, but he's still in his right mind. He cashed all the cannot be there's a person in this community that was not a, a, a buyer of, from this shaykhet. Then, guess what happened? The shaykhet miraculously recovers. He makes a miraculous recovery, and now he comes back into the he comes back into the community, and guess what? He's out of business. No one's coming to him. He has everyone cash to kill him. So what's going on over here? So he learns what the Rav said about him. So he says, "Prove it." I never had such a conversation with the rabbi. It's nonsense. He did he ever had this conversation with the Rav. So the Shiloh is, what do we do now? What do we do now? The bottom line is, Taisvis is correct. When a person is deathly ill, and there are no ulterior motives, and he confesses his sin, when he does Teshuvah, then we apply the principle, Adam Nesim Atzmai Rasha. 
even though generally ain other mason at my Russia, but when it's Bederech Teshuva, Teshuva at the time of death, we apply the rule other mason at my Russia, where Hoyu Mutal Bholi Visfad al Khatov. And we believe the Rav. If the Rav says, This is what I heard, Aid Echad, Nemon, Bisurin. We believe the Rav and we apply the principle of Taisvis that a time of death, a time of Teshuva, a person can make himself into a Rasha. Okay, then there are other factors. Next paragraph from the top, top left. Ach, Mishubas Givashol, Nishal Beshechit, Shlebol, Shabol of Nebezin, Hoydal Pib, Haroiv, Shachat, Kashus, Be. The shichlus. Okay, he many times he was drunk. So look what's going on over here. I do not know how he deals with Toysfis, but he does bring down that the Givashal, where Shaykhit said that he did he was drunk and he did things which are Shloik Halacha, ain't other Mesim Atzmai Rasha. Oh, but he's doing Teshuva. How do you reconcile this with what it says in Toysfis that Midech Teshuva, a person is Neman? I do not know. He's not explaining how to make this reconciliation between these two concepts. The Ayn B'Shush was Yaakov, Shekasa B'Dover Echad Niketzine Eretz, one of the leaders. Shetzivu Lifnei Moisa Shayitin Leploni Mosayim Zuzavur Shegazal Shegazdu Kach V'Kach I owe it him, I stole it him. Vayoshem Einem Reitzim Lasses Kolom Kum Be'Amam Sheinah Demeis Masmai Rasha Einavim Neman B'Zeh Here it's going to affect the Yerusha. The father who's dying, he wants to give away a, a lot of money and that's going to be a loss to the Yarshim. And the Yarshim make a claim that you now let to believe the father that the money came to him illegally because of the principle of Ein Adem Esim Atzmai Rasha. The Heishel Lechiach What? No, but he's ge- saying it only because it's Gezel. He said, if it's a Matana, I want to give a gift. I'm dying, I like this fellow, I want to give him a gift. Then it's a matzah But if he says, I don't like this guy, I hate this guy, I'm only giving it in because I stole it. I'm a ganaf. A ganaf and a gazlan. So then, what is he doing in turn? It's mesim atzmai rasha. He's dying. He's doing teshuva. Well, is he doing teshuva? Let's look at him. He's doing teshuva. If you're doing teshuva, you believed. On the other hand, it's nogeya someone else. It has an effect on other people. Maybe that was also the time of what he said before by the case of the shaykhet. The shaykhet says, I'm doing, I did a very bad thing. I slaughtered non-kosher animals. But you have to understand, you can do it. You, we believe you. We did shuva. The case of Taisis, the only one that it affects on is you. There's no one else that's going to suffer the consequence other than you. When you, when, when, when you but in this case, the, the community has to go kasher their kalim. That's a very big, very big uh, burden. So maybe in this case, we do say, ain't other mason atzmai rasha. Maybe that's the longest of why we this is not the case of us here as well. By saying you gezel, you're going to cause all these problems. So he, the Shus Yaakov says, in this case we believe him. Even though the children are going to suffer, they're going to suffer the loss, but being that he's doing it within Teshuva, he's being made smashed by Russia, we believe him. So what do we see? We see obviously there's a difference of opinion between the Poiskim with regard to this matter, how far we take the words of Taisvis. Taisvis introduced a principle that a person can make himself into a Russia when he does Teshuva. But we learned by the case of women, 
we always suspect that it's not Mishum Teshuva. There is an ulterior motive. We, distinct, we differentiate between a time of death and not a time of death. We have the case of the Shoichet, and we have the case of different, different opinions on, on all of these matters. Okay, next, Halacha, Halacha, one more Halacha, Halacha, Dalit. Oh, you know what? I have more things. Uh, let's see, should we do this? Maybe better now, I'll take a short break. I want to discuss something else, so we'll take a short break.